Did oh, you man. just qualify Sonic as the very fast hedgehog? I did. What other <laughs> <laughs> What other hedgehogs are there, Kyle? There's a lot of them, Tim. I, I'm Name sure that one. there's a- I am your figure skating announcer, Tim, and with me are my Russian judges. <laughs> I am uh, I am 5 out of 10, Kyle. I'm 7 out of 10, Sky. Ooh, Whoa. slightly better. Yeah. Fortunately, wow, everyone wow. else did 6 out of 10, so your numbers were both thrown out. Dang it. Yep. What? That's how it works. That's how it works. And how we work. <laughs> is uh, we go on to the, the bash sheet of knowledge known as Wikipedia. We start on a page, and uh, by clicking on the links uh, in that page and hopping from page to page, we reach a goal page. So uh, tonight, I'm having uh, Sky and Kyle go from list of Olympic mascots <laughs> to player character. Oh, no. oh wow. List uh, of ma- Wait, list of mascots to player character? Yes. List of player, Olympic mascots to player Olympic. character. Okay. So player character, you know, like a player character in a video game or an RPG. I I thought we I thought we outlawed like just concepts. Nope. Oh concepts no! Concepts are my favorite thing. <laughs> no, we didn't. Do, we didn't do that. We outla- We outlawed like lists, but but as a starting page, it makes starting sense. at yeah, pages. I, I think we gave a, a pass. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I just remember the time that we had like I can't remember Man. what was it whether it was the end page or not, but I, I I feel like we had just the page of like happiness, and I'm like, how do you yeah. find? <laughs> we did have happiness. Or, I, I think. Or like, wasn't it boredom? Oh, it might have yeah, been boredom. But we were going to like contentment, and like yeah. <laughs> we were getting into, like, these. I do. I am a little sad that we're burning through all these mascots. Like we could have started at a specific mascot. Each, oh, we we don't have to each yeah. year. Well, yeah. You're in luck because tonight's game to decide who goes first. Oh no! It's going to create some new mascots for you. <gasps> I'm so happy. <laughs> so uh, in front of me right now, I have a random animal generator, a random <laughs> adjective generator, and a random noun generator. So I'm going to uh, spin these, and uh, okay. I'm going to come up with two mascots, and uh, each of you will have to tell me what this would be a mascot of what kind of oh games or convention oh, oh, okay. or um, okay. political party so it's I don't not know. specific to olympics it's just no it can be it can be anything anything that would have a mascot okay i'm 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 there with you let's do this thing. okay uh let's see here so let's see which of you was a participant in the running last week that was <laughs> kyle it yes. was it was me yeah. it was me and you and you had the tower that shot a t-shirt cannon out of it. Right. Yes. That I suggested. Which you helped and, him get. Yeah. Oh, I'm still so I'm mad. I, I yep. listened to that episode so, recently so just to listen to it. And I was like, no, Kyle. <laughs> no, past Kyle. Stop. Stop it. I will I will have Sky go first then to give you a chance to, to warm up. Oh, I see. Cool. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, Sky, uh, your mascot is going to be an anteater. Oh, no. Mm. With a massive, oh no, dish. Oh, Ooh. dish. Oh no, I know just what a it would massive be. Massive dish, huh? Yep. Anteater with a massive dish. 
What would he be a mascot for? Or she? They. Or they. they. Um, Do I make up? Is it a real company? Um, It can be real real or it can be made up. That's, you know, whichever way you want to go. I mean, I feel like this should be a, like, one of the, like, like, one of the restaurants that we know is coming where it's all insects, right? <laughs> yes. Like yes, it's just you. like it's like a special ramen shop where there's also cockroaches in it. But it's like re- give but it they're a supposed try. to be there. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like they shredded them all up. Actually we were just watching um we were watching some food shows on Netflix because Candace went through a, a food show stage. Um Aren't we all? And someone was eating they they made like a seasoning out of like shredded ants and put it over their ramen. It's not a bad idea. So Protein. I think yeah, I think that would be like its specialty. That's what it would be all about. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm um, going with. It feels very on the nose, but yeah, it's no, good though. No, get it because I'm imagining either. I'm imagining like in the commercial, like at the yeah, end of the commercial, noses. like they they lick the plate clean, like all oh, of yeah. that, like because they had that weird yep. tongue. Like, yep, yeah. exactly. Uh, do is it is it a big nose that ant eaters have? Is that what that is? I, I mean, I it's guess a snout. It's a snout. snout. Yeah, okay. yeah. With a little like, I mean, the tongue doesn't little... have their nose. No, right. So no, it's a common nose, misconception. On the nose yeah. joke works on a little snout. bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that would be the name like of the it. restaurant. On the snout. On the yep. nose. Oh, okay, Kyle. Yeah. Yes, you have an octopus. A t-shirt cannon. No, oh, sorry, octopus <laughs> with an ill-fated. Oh no! Ladder. Oh well, I mean, obviously, this oh, is geez. a yeah. This is a um, this this particular octopus is a like a like a safety requirements like uh, a, a consultant. Uh, like it'd be a, a um, it'd be like the mascot for a company that has consultants for safety requirements like OSHA requirements and things like that because. The yeah, you'd have the ladder, and then like uh, another arm would have like the hammer, and another arm would have like uh, like a little operating, like a little like um, set of buttons for like a, a heavy machinery, and like it looks so confused. <laughs> and the whole commercial would be about how they they come in and they help the octopus, and at, by the end of the commercial, they have everything that like it's moving all of its arms like simultaneously and fixing and doing all the things safely. So. So just a second. So it's it's holding a hammer with one mm-hmm. one tentacle. Correct. Yes. And it's holding buttons for heavy machinery with another tentacle. That's right. That's right. Yes. How many tentacles are on the ladder? Uh, only one, which is why it's unsafe. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Tim, get with the, I. Are you not seeing this picture with me? I'm just saying that there's five tentacles left. <laughs> oh, I'm. I mean, another one is like holding a saw, and another one is like. I don't know. Oh, like a clipboard, like a checklist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another one has a checklist. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, another one has a walkie-talkie because it's trying to get in touch. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. No, no, no. I take that back. Two of them have walkie-talkies. It's talking to itself, but it doesn't realize it because it's too distracted. Wow! And it's unsafe. Shake ten. Oh wait, hold danger. on. And the last one has a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, oh man. We're suckers for those. We can't have t-shirt cannons win three out of three, Kyle. Literal, literal suckers. <laughs> okay, I, I will give it to you, Kyle. Yay! Because <laughs> I do I do enjoy the idea of a safety octopus. I did like the anteater option, though, as well. What would its name be? Like, uh, 
Oh man, like because it, it it like mishap or something like that. Like, uh, oh, cephalopod. It's a cephalopod. Oh. There we go. We're done. Oh. And I'm out. Yep. All right, you win. Well, thank you. Yep. That's, <laughs> Let's I'm just not, move on before we get into these. more bad puns. <laughs> what are you talking about, bad puns, Tim? <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm gonna have to tell people about that. That's a good one. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna tweet that out. The Olympic mascots are fictional characters, which is a thing that I like that they have to point out. Usually an animal native to the area or human figures who represent the cultural heritage of the place where the Olympic and Paralympic Games are taking place. The mascots are often used to help market the Olympic Games to a younger audience, in particular toddlers and children. Or Tim. Or or Tim's. Mm -hmm. Ever since the 1968 Winter Olympics in Grenoble, France... The Olympic Games have always had a mascot. There has never been one without a mascot, I guess. Uh, The first major mascot in the Summer Olympic Games was Misha in the 1980 Summer Olympics in Moscow. Wait, the first major mascot? Or were they minor mascots before? That's a weird way to say that. No, no, the first first mascot in the Summer Olympics. Okay, but wait. Oh, no, you're right, because uh, there were Summer Olympic mascots before 1980. Yeah, so I guess they were minor ones. Like, maybe they just weren't official. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like a thing where the city was like, oh, no, but they're, it's our mascot. And they're like, that's a weasel? And you're like, no, no, it's a mascot. Mm-hmm. It symbolizes brotherhood. <laughs> and also stealing eggs from li- from nests. Of course. The, uh, eggs of, the eggs of hope and... Yes, and brotherhood. Kindness. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Starting with the 2010 Vancouver mascots, the Olympic and Paralympic mascots have been presented together. So, like, they go out on dates or something like that. It's like a Mm -hmm. meet-cute. The first Olympic mascot was was born. Whoa, whoa, what? That's weird to say that. You know, I mean, you didn't know about the mascot breeding programs? Uh, (laughs) Tim... Mm-hmm. Enlighten me. How does the how does mascot breeding work? Um, I mean, oh geez, how can mm-hmm. I how can I say this in a way that keeps this PG? Mm-hmm. When one large furry costume loves another large furry costume very much, and then the PR teams get involved. <laughs> no, it's not, Tim. You know this. You know this as well as anyone that it's all the children of the. All the children of whatever city it's, it's in. It's the wishes of and, and hopes and dreams of all the children. Oh, I love it. Um, uh, haunt, haunt furry costumes, just like Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, oh, and, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> You're taking but in a this good way. In a much, oh, but in a good, got it, yes. You're taking this in a Although much Well, sometimes it goes wrong, because some of these mascots are kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. amazing. Especially, My, the, especially the descriptions. Yes. The 2012 one? Mm. 2012. Yes, exactly. That is the one I always think of. The 2012 (laughs) Summer Olympics in London had Wenlock, drops of steel with cameras for eyes. That that is a Five Nights at Freddy's monster right there. Yeah. I mean, it's either that or a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. It represents Uh, the UK start of the Industrial Revolution. Does it? Oh, I remember that opening ceremony. Where's the... Here's all the ugly stuff. Where's all the smog? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, 
look, we, I mean, just to part the kimono a little bit, which I still don't believe that's a real thing. Uh, I, we, we, we recently as a group looked at a bunch of mask of the, uh, Olympic mascots together and they're, I, you know, I know they're very weird, but I love a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, I, I do really like the first one they have meant, they have photo or they have a picture of here, the, uh, Misha, the bear cub from, uh, Moscow in the 1980 summer Olympics. Looks so darn cute. Yeah. Is a it wearing stand. like a little weightlifter's belt? Uh, it's just, it's, it's, no, it's just a, yeah. it's just a belt with the Olympic rings on it. But even so. Did you see the the mascots for the nineteen ninety eight Winter Olympics in Nagano? Uh, nineteen ninety eight. The snowlets. Oh yeah, or the snowlets. Yeah, snowlets. Um, uh oh, making po- yeah making Pokemon right there. <laughs> well, I like that the uh, oh, what was the de- description I read the other day was like yeah they're called snowlets because snow it's a Winter Olympics but. It's snow let's because let's go play in the in the snow together. Okay. Is what yeah, so let's go. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a stretch, but I mm-hmm. I mean you gotta do a lot of stretching to warm up for these sports, so originally the mascot for the nineteen ninety eight Winter Olympics was going to be a weasel called Snow Pie. <laughs> that's what it says on the Wikipedia <laughs> article. What? And I'm sorry, I cannot what? tell if that is vandalism or not. I I, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. well, uh, I like the, uh, one of my favorites, uh, actually, can we, do we just want to each pick our favorite? Is that a thing we want to do here or? Sure. Uh, my favorites, I think so far are the, uh, the, the 2008 Summer Olympics, which are basically Power Rangers. Yes. But they're oh, all yeah. a bunch of little animals. Those uh, are cool. They look almost exactly the same, but somehow... They are still also individually a fish, a giant panda, the Olympic flame, the spirit of the frigging Olympic flame, a Tibetan antelope, and a swallow. But they all look the same. <laughs> Either way, it's very cute. Yes, that's good. What about uh, this guy? I don't know. Based on the pictures here? Sure. I mean, the snowball and snow and ice cube are pretty cute. <laughs> 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 they kind of freak me they're, out. They're a little I weird. like the, the image that they have for this. It looks like they are um, they are about to beat up this <laughs> poor man. It does. It is a very interesting shot to use for uh, for Wikipedia. They're about to mug that guy mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, uh Qua- Quachi, the Sasquatch is pretty good. That is very good. I might go with him, like just that they leaned into that uh, from the from the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. Um, yeah. I also actually like. Um, I was going to pick for my favorite Miga, the mythical sea bear who's mm. part bear and part orca, uh, from the, the same Olympics. Vancouver had it dialed in pretty well. Mythical sea bear. Yep. What? Yeah, it's not a, a mythical sea I bear. It's these. a black and white orca yeah. bear, Kyle. Orca bear. Yep. Orca there's, bear. It, there's Muck Muck, which is just a marmot and not an official. He's our sidekick. What? Yeah, he's just a little marmot that has a hat on. Um, I would That's say. Very cute. Uh, so I noticed that in 1998, 1988 Summer Olympics were in Seoul, South Korea. Right. And the mascot then was a tiger cub, mm-hmm. which was orange. And then the Winter Olympics in uh, in uh, Pyeongchang 
Uh, they stuck with the tiger, but they made it white. Yeah, right. I noticed that too. So just kind of, you know, get the old hey, files I... out and shift the colors there. Yeah, hit, it's hit, a good idea. Hit black and white on the old copier. We got ourselves a mascot again. Look, I, I, actually, I actually don't have anything against the mascot. I thought it was, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so minimalist, to, but mm-hmm. very it's... cute. Yes, yes, that's true too. Um, what would you say is the worst mascot? Oh, dang. Is Yogle? Well, I don't know. That's pretty cute, actually. Which one? Uh, and the Youth Olympic mascots, y- Yogle. Oh, wait, what? There are Youth Olympic. Oh, okay. Yes, Look at those oh, pants. Wow. <laughs> he looks like something out of Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. Like in the in the small <laughs> screenshot, I was like, "Oh no!" And then when I like enlarged it, I was like, "Oh yes, yep. I do want this winner in my life." Uh, he's an wait an alpine chamois. Is that what I'm reading? Mm-hmm. That that's not right. <laughs> an alpine right? chamois chamois. Like, is that what I'm reading? Mm-hmm. Is that that's what it looks like? Oh my gosh! And we have to get from here to player character, right? Um. Before that, though, yes. Before that, let oh. me let me note that the official worst Olympic mascot. Yes, I uh, I would go for the nineteen ninety six Atlanta Summer Olympics. Uh, How Izzy. dare you! How dare you, sir? Well, okay, no, okay. Everything on I knew everything I knew as soon on, as you said nineteen ninety six. Everything on this list as a character has a description like snowman, beaver, raccoon, <laughs> little wolf, Izzy. The only description for him is an abstract figure. Yeah. Uh, did you not know that Izzy... All right, let's see. Olympics. Also. There's... Also. Cartoon. He's the first computer animated mascot. Yeah. That's accurate. Which, in retrospect, the first computer animated anything is terrible. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Toy Story's great. <laughs> And Izzy, mm, I oh like Izzy. Izzy's not yeah. my favorite, but he's good. What's not good? London Boys. Wenlock, bad. Yeah, yeah they're also bad. Um, I would also Look, put in a vote for... No personality there. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be... I don't know what I'm supposed to do with these guys. The 2004 Athens uh, Olympic mascots? Athena and Phoebos? Uh Oh, yeah. We ran into these guys before. Oh, yes. Yeah, we yes. we were on their page once, and uh, we got off there as soon as possible. Which one was that? Athena and and Phoebos or Phoebos. Oh yeah, that one. Athens Olympics, so it just kind of looked like um office doodles during a board meeting. Hey, I feel I like, like it has something too. to do with their culture, but also it does. I mean, they they yeah. supposed to resemble ancient Greek dolls. So I knew there was a cartoon at least, but I did not know that there was a video game for Izzy's Adventure. And you guys should watch this because it's it's pretty great. It's 13 this, minutes long. I don't know if we have time for this, guy. No, no, no. Just just this little bit. Just this opening video is probably the best. Just to uh just to for the for the listeners here, uh Izzy is badly animated running on a or walking slowly or quickly i guess doing like a speed walk on the tre- on a treadmill while he's watching the olympic ceremony openings <laughs> oh man this animation is so bad it's it's like maybe 10 frames per second mm-hmm. yeah and oh no 
there's an evil Izzy that's taking over the Olympics. It's it looks like Yosemite Sam. He's <laughs> got a big mustache. It just looks gross. It has a weird little like vest and and like horn eyebrows. <laughs> horn brows. I mean, it's it's absolutely Yosemite Sam just as as a computer generated character. Oh, and shoulder pads and shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought that was important to share with you guys. Uh, I don't know if it actually was, was, but I felt like it was important. Yes. Gotcha. Mm. All right. I have an idea. And hmm, let's see. Can I can look because we're starting on a list. Can I just pick from the, the list itself? Oh, yeah, of course. All right. Then I am going to click. Just no countries, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. I'm going to click. Oh, dang. What year did that start? Oh, no. This could go real bad real fast. <laughs> uh, No, you know what? I'm going to go with the London Olympics. Let's do it. The 2012... Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 2012 Summer Olympics in London. An cool. inspired choice. Why, thank you. Uh, it's certainly not to go see uh, Wenlock. I mean, computer animation's right here. Oh, dang. I think I'm going nice. to click on computer animation. It's the first... Because it talks about... Izzy being the first computer generated dude. Oh, that's a good poll. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure All that right. will be a very fun um, and in no way overly technical article. <laughs> Look, I just, I, I just hope and pray that ever, that one day we'll go back to another technical article and it will be even, even a tenth as good as the hologram article was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just never going to do better than that page for a science page. It was so good. That that uh like um that Tasmanian devil or tiger uh hologram still haunts my dreams. Okay. Um all right, the 2012 Summer Olympics, yep. formerly the Games of the uh XXX Olympiad, oh the 30 Olympiad. Yeah, Dirty I don't think Olympics. it was like that. So cheeky. Commonly known as London 2012. I, I guess you could. I guess it's also commonly known as the 2012 Summer Olympic. Like, guys, you can just say uh, anyway. Major international multi sport events celebrated in the in, in the tradition of the Olympic Games, as only someone in the UK could say. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it took place in London and, to a lesser extent, across the United Kingdom from 25 July to 12 August 2012. Thank you, uh, editor in the UK. Um, the first event, the group stage in women's football, began on 25 July at the Millennium Stadium at Cardiff, followed by the opening opening ceremonies in 27 July. Um, 10,700 athletes from 204 uh, committees uh, participated. That's that's impressive. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the important thing out of this paragraph, though, that all three of us have to grapple with. Uh, how do we feel about putting the date before or after the month? Do we think that, I mean, uh, we all have to deal with this uh, ev- uh, occasionally. Mine's easy because, like, when I edit stuff in the UK, I and, uh, uh, yeah, in the UK, I do it. Also, our SEMA, like our Caribbean Islands website, I'll also do that, like, for work. Yes. But the other ones I'll do the other way. So it's, Tim, it's kind of an even split. It? I'm kind of fine either way with it, honestly. Like, 
it just I wish we all I wish we all just picked one. Right. <laughs> I agree. I actually I really like it. I think it's a lot easier and makes more sense day month year. Yeah. But also I live in the US and we do what we do. So ain't no one going to tell someone in America what they're allowed to do. <laughs> Uh, the opening ceremony is really the part that I want to talk about. They don't have a lot in here about it, which surprises me. Uh, that what they do mention, uh, I don't know why this is important, but the opening ceremony officially began at 9 p.m. British summer time on 27 July and was called Isles of Wonder. Oscar-winning director Danny Boyle was its artistic director with music direction by Rick Smith of Underworld. You know, Rick Smith. Uh, the games were officially opened by by Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, I don't know how they got that boat in there. Accompanied by Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, it was the second games the Queen had opened personally, the first being 1976 in Montreal. I don't know why she would have done that, but sure. Well, actually, I do know why, but still. Uh, the ceremony included a short comic film starring Daniel Craig as secret agent James Bond... And the queen is herself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cited. Uh, and another starring Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. So uh, they had um, live musical performers included J- uh, Frank Turner, Dame Evelyn Glennie, Mike Oldfield, the London Symphony Orchestra, Dizzy Rascal, the Arctic Monkeys, and Sir Paul McCartney who performed Hey Jude as the clo- closing act. You know, Hey Jude, that Olympic song. Yeah, kind of a... Kind of a somber song to close out, like the gearing up of everything. It was yeah. a like, weird ready to opening go? ceremony. Hey, yeah. dude, it, it was super weird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So that that's all I really wanted to read about here. But I do want to see. Let's see if I can get them to. Oh my gosh, Tim! Uh, Tim, you did this on purpose. Did what? You did this on purpose. Did what? You knew. That Mario and Sonic at the Summer Olympics in 2012 would not be on this page. I did not, because I did not check this page. <laughs> I feel I feel cheated. Uh, look, uh, let's see if I can find something that even references it. Uh, so I, there was a game that happened at the same time. <laughs> uh, there was a video game for our listeners, I guess. In which Mario, that you know, the Nintendo plumber, and Sonic, the really fast hedgehog teamed up for fun, you know, games in in the Olympic fashion. Did you just qualify Sonic as the very fast hedgehog? I did. What other other hedgehogs are there, Kyle? There's a lot of them, Tim. Name one. (laughs) Name one common, or or not common noun, but one. (laughs) Name one hedgehog with a famous name other than Sonic. I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I I got nothing, Tim. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. Uh, oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. I really thought they would have some reference to it in here. That sounds like something they would put in here, but they did not. Um. Oh man. Now I'm now I'm really stuck. Let's see. What can I do from here? Um. <laughs> oh no. They have. <laughs> Oh no, they do mention it, but not the right way. They have in the C also at the top, or the the um disambiguation, London twenty twelve, 
for the video game. See London 2012 video game. Well, they also oh, I think no. they also did have like a nun Sonic and Mario. Olympic oh, no Games kidding? game. Yeah. Oh, well, I did not know that, but I'm not surprised. Um, let's see. All I remember about that game is that there was a uh, there was a course in which you had a bunch of Yoshis like trying to race to get a cart full of eggs to the end of the course without breaking the eggs. Oh, wow. And it was it was harrowing. Yes. You felt terrible because as soon as you dropped all the eggs, like the Yoshis just all kind of like cried. Yeah. Like, guys, you you make these things all the time. It's it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know what? All right, they have the 20, 2008 Olympics in here. I'm pretty sure that one had the same. Did that get it too? <laughs> Are you just going to surf Olympics until you find Mario and Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Tim. That is a strategy. Tim. I mean, I'm not saying really, it's not a strategy. That That's really the best shot I think I have. <laughs> Uh, let's see. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless you want to do like, oh man. Uh, unless you wanted me to like click through like James Bond or something like that and try to get to video. You know what? That's irrelevant. Why not? That might not James be a Bond. choice actually. Yeah. Clicking James Bond. Going back to Bond. Okay. Sky computer animation. Computer animation. Uh, you use computers to make animation or CGI. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not a ton I wanted to talk about here. Uh, it does mention that Toy Story was the first, um, the first movie, but Veggie Tales is the first Amer- American fully 3D computer animated series sold directly. So that's pretty interesting. Nice. Um, nice. Because. Uh, uh reboot actually started in 1994 but veggie tales was like a thing first if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's kind of neat uh it talks about realism here realism in computer animation can mean uh making each key each frame look photorealistic in the sense that the scene is rendered to resemble a photograph or make the character's animation believable and lifelike oh <laughs> weird computer animation realism is making yes. things look real Computer no, no, no. animation but, can be can also be realistic with or without the photorealistic rendering. But like to do it one frame at a time, that's right. oh that that I seems like, super creepy. That seems like a bad idea. Films that have attempted photorealistic human characters, such right. as The Polar Express, Beowulf, and A Christmas Carol, have been criticized as creepy and disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, this is one I of appreciate. the greatest challenges of animation is creating human characters because of the uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, I, I appreciate that they say attempted and not use because I don't know if they if you could is, say they used them successfully at all. Is there any other movie you can think of where Tom Hanks portrays a character that made you feel creeped out? Yes. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> yes, Why are you got to bring this up so that Kyle can riff Mul- on Tom Hanks multiple times, many times. Any movie in the eighties where he talks to a woman. See Sky done. Sky. <laughs> I yeah. always forget that he doesn't like Tom Hanks. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, it just it does not just compute in my were... head. Like how Tim, on my trading card it says does not like Tom Hanks. Yeah. I don't have your trading card. It's in the I haven't weakness. picked that up in the bubblegum pack yet. <laughs> yeah, that's listed in my weaknesses, yep. yes. 
<laughs> Tom Hanks is a weakness. Tom Hanks, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, some of the long-standing basic principles of animation, like squash and stretch, call for movement that is not strictly <laughs> realistic, and such pr- principles still see widespread a- application in computer animation. Amazing. So, you know, like when you want things to like look like they're moving fast, you distort the things in between frames to make it look like it's moving. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, go ahead. The important, I think the important question on this page so far for us, though, is who was your favorite character in VeggieTales when you were a kid? I did not watch VeggieTales when I was a kid. Neither, no kidding. Neither nope. did I. Yeah. What? Sorry, Kyle. Who are you? I know who there's, you there's a tomato. <laughs> Uh, some of my friends from youth group were very into it, but I never got uh-huh. into it. I know there's a oh, tomato and a okay. broccoli and a, and a cucumber. You're, you're I like... didn't like the cucumber much from what I saw. Oh, okay. Broccoli was cool. <laughs> He's an also, peas? <laughs> also peas? peas also were good. Also there are, peas. There, there's an entire tribe of peas. Yes. Is it Broccoli? No, it's an, he's an asparagus. His name is Junior Asparagus. What? But isn't he's like smart? VeggieTales broccoli. What? How does that? Wait, smart? Well, how? Why does smartness? Oh have no, to do he with is. This is him. No, wait. No. What are you talking there's about? There's multiple. Okay, there's multiple asparaguses. Yes, several asparagus. There's asparagus. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's extra ones. Um, yeah. It's, it's wow. yeah. There's an entire family. VeggieTales broccoli image Google <laughs> image search gives you. Don't do it. Oh, don't do no. it. No. Why would you? Why? Because I wanted to see if there's some broccoli. There isn't. Good. There's a lot of other. Now things. our listeners. Now our listeners do not have to do that because that's a bad plan. Yep. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, that's about that. Sorry, we. Yeah, that. That's a thing. I'm su- that, yeah, I don't know why. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just surprised. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Continue then. Ignore me. Well, I think I'm gonna go. Video games is on here. It's oh, not no. linked. It's not linked though. Wow, that is surprising. Um, I think I'm gonna click on uh, reboot. Mostly because oh, I also no. want to talk about reboot. reboot. Talking about things that did not age well. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you were. Uh, <laughs> James Bond, um, which has James an interesting Bond. drawing illustration of the man. <clears throat> uh, apparently Ian Fleming's image of James Bond. Yeah, commissioned to aid the Daily Express comic strip artists, which, I mean, not different from how I, I mean, he's a little more balding than I would expect. Um, not to, I mean, he's got a definite widow's peak. Tim, are you sharing that in the thing or are you? Nope. All right. Well, I will, so Sky can see it, because we're so a podcast Sky, that we do together. Imagine, imagine a British dude with a widow's peak. You got it. That's it. Okay. All right, fine. You don't need the. Fine. Oh, look at that guy. <laughs> do yep. my own podcast see, over here. See, I'm going to. I'll, I'll describe him like that, so we can, so the people at home can play along too. Now, is this this is Fleming? This is, this is Fleming's, Fleming's drawing commission. No, wait. He commissioned it. He commissioned this drawing, and this is supposed to be James Bond. Yep. Correct. This is Fleming, though, right? I mean, yeah, basically. He says, uh, toward the... Uh, do, 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 where do I? Where did I see that? Um, like, he just commissioned a drawing the, that looks like Fleming him. Fleming says... It kind of does look uh, like him. Who is James, that who is, yeah, exactly. Flem, Fleming decided that Bond should resemble both American singer Hoagie Carmichael and himself. 
that's cited. <laughs> um, uh, bo- uh, look, uh, in Casino Royale, oh no, they do, they reference this twice in the movies. In Casino Royale, uh, Vesper Lind remarks, Bond reminds me rather of Kogi Carmichael, but there's something cold and ruthless. Mm. Uh, likewise, in Moonraker, uh, Gala Brand uh, thinks that Bond is certainly good looking, rather like Hoagie Carmichael in a way. That black hair falling down over the right eyebrow. I'm, do- I'm doing hand motions as I'm saying this. Much the same bones, but there was something a bit cruel in the mouth. The eyes were cold. So I guess Fleming is the cruel in the mouth bit and eyes are cold. Um, mm. Oh my gosh. Fleming endowed Bond with many of his own traits, which is a weird sentence to say. Never like, write that, like please. Misogyny. Uh, wow. Including, including, oh, these are the these are the things that he thought were important to carry over from his fanfic to himself, uh, from himself to his fanfic, uh, including sharing the same golf handicap, what the same taste for scrambled eggs, and the same brand of toiletries. That's cited. That's I. It, those are interesting choices, huh? I don't know. Uh, Fleming used his experiences of his espionage career and all other aspects of his life as inspiration when writing, including using names of school friends, acquaintances, relatives, and lovers throughout his books. That seems like a remarkably bad plan. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, anyway. Look, the reason that I came here was about the video games, and there's a bunch of them. Uh I the the one that everyone knows everyone not everyone the one that is well known is uh Goldeneye but I did not realize there were there the earliest one was uh published in 1983 de- developed by the by Parker Brothers and released for the Atari 2600 Yeah huh. Parker Brothers used to make video games Well I that's not the surprising part to me that there was one on the Atari like Eighty three. He would have been a. You could just slap a name on any Atari game, and it's that. (laughs) That's that's fair. It's like Indiana Jones. Here's a bunch of blocks on the screen moving around. That's Indiana Jones. (laughs) Here's a block that shoots a little block at other blocks. That's James Bond. Well, yes, clearly it's James Bond. Um, I actually did not realize that there. Has there not been a new one, a new James Bond video game since? All right. Well, they. Okay. Yeah. Has it really been that long? Um. Anyway. I mean, I guess. Didn't you want to play? Didn't you want to play Spyfall? Not Spyfall. (laughs) That's a a board game. No, no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How good would that game be? It no. is good. See, no. Tim, is no. Good. Oh, is it a real good yeah. uh, real game? <laughs> it is, okay. it is it's a real, a real game. good game. Okay, please tell me that is it is a uh like a slapstick espionage game where yes. you mm-hmm. Oh, thank okay. thank you. Okay, I'll explain Spyfall to you real quick. Uh-huh. So, it's a it's a party game. Yes. Where you have a group of people, one person is the spy, and everyone right. else is a person at a certain place um, could be a gas station or a school or just a location. The airport, yeah. Yep. I follow. So yeah. everyone, everyone knows where they are except for the spy. And then <laughs> okay. you're going around the table. You're asking like questions to each other about um, things related to that um, that location. Place. 
So, like, yes. if you're at a gas station, you'd be like, oh, um, how much are the, you know, how much is the pop or something like that? You might be inside the gas station. So you're trying to. And you're like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a gas station in the South. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Or so, so if the spy can determine where they are, they win. But if everyone else can determine who the spy is, they win. Oh, so if you're yeah. the spy, you have to blend in. Um, hopefully you're not the first <laughs> one to have to ask a question. Yeah. Uh, all right. But if you're everyone else, you're kind, you can't, you can't just be all like, oh man, I'm at this gas station. <laughs> you still have to, you still have to be, you still have to play it cool. You have <laughs> to cool. kind of ask questions that don't outright give away where you are, but still let everyone else know that, hey, you're cool. So you know where I, you are. It's a very game fun that game. I, the game that I am instead imagining is a game where there is a spy and there is a target and everyone else is like guy eating a banana and throwing a peel over his shoulder or two people carrying a plane of glass across the street <laughs> or, you know, person driving a fruit truck with, with crates bouncing out of the back. Like I, I'm imagining like a Charlie Chaplin, like that's, that's the game I want. That's the game I want it to be. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> The important part of this bit is that a new version of GoldenEye 007 featuring Daniel Craig was released for the Wii and a handheld version for the Nintendo DS uh, in November 2010, which a handheld version of GoldenEye 007 would be very difficult to play. But that's not the important part. I want to click on the Wii. Clicking on Ah, the Wii. Nice. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Reboot. It's a Canadian CGI animated action adventure television series. Warning. It's Canadian? Game. Yeah. Yep. 1994 I didn't know that. to 2001. Wow. Didn't, couldn't you tell by all the references to poutine? <laughs> uh, poutine. And how all the games were in English and French? I, I, I did not know that. Sorry. <laughs> yes. World's first ever half hour completely computer animated TV series. Can, can, I, can I confess something about, okay, you guys haven't watched VeggieTales? I've never seen a full episode of that show. I watched it when I was very young, mm-hmm. and I remember yeah. it, but I don't. It wasn't really a thing that I was very into. Okay. Uh, a reimagined live-action CG, so live-action slash CG animated series inspired by the original hit series, uh, reboot the Guardian Code was announced in 2015 and is slated to premiere in 2018 on YTV. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So, do you know what this what this is? Kyle like what the premise is I don't These actually understand in, what the yeah. Yeah. it follows the adventures of a guardian named Bob and his companions guardian. Enzo and Dot Matrix as they work to keep the computer system of mainframe safe from the viruses known as Megabyte and Hexadecimal that doesn't amazing man uh, they, they really bury the lead the setting is in the inner world of a computer system just so like that's the important part uh, <laughs> known by its inhabitants as mainframe uh, it was deliberately chosen due to technological constraints at the time, as the fictional computer world allowed for blocky-looking models and mechanical animation, which is pretty Amazing. smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, when the kid, like when whoever is on the computer, would play a game, like the the character, like the guardians or the like people in the computer had to like play that game and try to beat the kid so that they oh, wouldn't weird. perish. Because I think I, I think if they die. In the game, they die. You in die in real, real life. computer life. If, if um, if if the player won the game, everyone that was in the game got turned into like little slugs oh, yeah. 
called Got turned into slugs. Yeah. Yep. What? Yep. It was That's very super weird. gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of these character descriptions are great. Frisket, a red and yellow dog. He is feral and only listens to Enzo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Enzo Matrix, Dot's younger brother who idolized Bob as a hero, later grows up to become the renegade simply known as Matrix. Ooh. They actually Enzo, do like a a um, skip ahead in time between seasons. Wow. Oh my gosh. Enzo up. is yeah. an acronym of four common computer processor status register flags. Enable, no. interrupt, negative, zero, and overflow. Uh, Mike the TV is a walking TV that aids the heroes and hinders them, all while speaking in a commercial narration like voice. Yay. Yep. I, I, I mean, this sounds like a remarkably, like, okay, like, this is, the, the writing sounds terrible, but, like, they, they're doing, like, some grown-up sounding things. Like, this sounds kind of dark for kids. Yeah, and... Funny you should mention that. Let's oh. move down to network censorship. Oh, oh no. good. There uh, we go. The show's early jokes at the expense of board of standards and practices came from frustration encountered by the show's makers by an abundance of script and editing changes that were imposed upon mainframe before episodes were allowed to air. These changes were all aimed at making the show appropriate for kids and to prevent even the slightest appearance of inappropriate content. Um, the character Dot was considered too sexualized by the BSMP. <laughs> even though she was never one to expose much cleavage, and that's in quotes. So the animators were forced to make her breasts less curvy and form them into a lumpy, quote-unquote, mono-breast, as lightly referred Um. to by the staff. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. However, starting with season three, the mono-breasts, quote-unquote, of all adult female characters were replaced with more anatomically correct versions. In another case, the word hockey, as well as the sport itself, was cut in some countries, as it was supposedly a vulgar slang term there. In the episode Talent Night, one scene with Dot giving her brother Enzo a sisterly kiss on the chin, quote unquote, unquote, was cut due to the BNSP's fear of promoting incest. Ah! Um, in, an insinuation which Pearson, who I think is a writer, uh, described as one of the sickest things I've heard. Great. Mm-hmm. So they weren't very happy with the BSNP. In response mm-hmm. to the censorship, the series of binary codes above mainframe in one episode encoded a profane insult. According to the complete series DVD <laughs> special features. Citation needed. Citation needed. Amazing. Pretty great. Um, so yeah, that's there's a webcomic. There's spin-offs that failed. <laughs> there's film trilogies that didn't take off. Then they have this Guardian Code thing. Wait, there was a webcomic? Yeah. Uh, I was not aware of that either. Yeah. Following its acquisition by the Rainmaker Income Fund in 2006, main, uh, Mainframe Entertainment was renamed Rainmaker Animation. They announced plans to create a trilogy of reboot films. Um, and uh, let's see. Rainmaker announced an intention to allow fans greater access to the development of the movie plans and also in development of a uh, reboot webcomic. Fans were given the chance to submit their own art and designs with the potential to end up as the artist on the project. Their feedback helped decide which one of five reboot pitches won. This is pretty... Wow. Yeah, and then it goes <clears throat> down on like sort of what happened and there's there's apparently bringbackreboot.com uh you go there and it says 404 page not found i mean of course there and it's uh and it's it's the guy there and it says the mainframe server is down we thank you for your kind patience mega uh bob is busy restoring power yours truly air doctor Doctor. so i I think they lost 
that's that's terrifying yeah, but okay <laughs> uh video games is not here um <laughs> however i just saw i was gonna click on playstation but i just saw the users have gone spending the time in an unending mmorpg this is part of the oh no comic. yeah oh no this is the winning this is the winning pitch actually um uh, four reboot fans were chosen to work as artists in the Rebel comic. According to the pitch at the Zero to Heroes website, Megabyte's hunt was developed into a net-wide war so pervasive even other viruses are united against it. Uh, the users have gone spending their time in an unending MMORPG. A sentient system named Gnosis is created as a way to stop Megabyte. This is all gibberish. <laughs> but, but goes rogue and begins enslaving systems in its attempt to gain user-like powers. Amazing. So they have to stop him. I'm going to click on MMORPG. Oh, no. That sounds promising. Yeah, that's a really good pull. Uh, uh, the well, Wii. I fa- the Wii. We would and- like to play. That's right. Uh, the Wii is the, <laughs> the very fast hedgehog. No, it's, the, uh, it's a home video game console released by Nintendo in 2006. Uh, and it basically broke everyone's house open and was like, yeah, we're going to game together now. Everyone, come on. All all everyone in the family. Yep. Get up, grandma. To, you're all going to play Wii Sports. <laughs> all you of you bowling. Are. Yep. That's right. And then she um, she just And then it turns she out she's y'all. real good. She's the pro. <laughs> um so, here's the thing. Uh, I the, I mean, many of our listeners are going to know what the Wii is. I I don't want to talk about it too much. Um here's what I do want to talk about though. Uh, I could have found my way to what I originally wanted to click at the, st- at the start of this because Mario and Sonic at the Olympics is talked about on this page. That makes sense. Um, so, yes, there we are mm-hmm. uh, at the London Olympics. I'm so upset. Anyway, <laughs> <sighs> the thing that I, I am thinking is that the Mies will be listed here as uh, player characters. So that's what I am. That's what I was going with, but they don't really seem to talk about Mies in particular, which is surprising. Uh, yeah, again, they have. Um, but we introduced them, right? It was the first. Yeah, yeah, it was the very first thing. So I could do Wii Sports, and I could do like the Check Me Out channel because that's those are both in there. I'm thinking we. You know what? No, I'm going to go with the Check Me Out channel. I'm going to click that. Check and... me out. Oh, actually, no. I'm I'm changing my mind. I'm going with Wii Sports because I know I can talk about that. Wii Sports. Sorry. It's in the game. Yes. It's in the box. <laughs> also that. Yes. Massively multiplayer online game. Yeah. A large number of players, typically from hundreds to thousands on the same server. They usually have huge, persistent open worlds, although some games differ. These games can be found on most network-capable platforms, such as the personal computer, video game console, or smartphones. Um, Yeah, they're huge, right? Big stuff. Mm -hmm. That's Um, MMOGs emerged from the hardcore gamer community to the mainstream strongly in December 2003, with an analysis in the Financial Times measuring the value of the virtual property in the then-largest MMORPG EverQuest to result in a per capita GDP 
of twenty-two or two thousand two hundred and sixty-six dollars, which would have placed the virtual world of Evercraft EverQuest as the seventy <laughs> Evercraft. You're supposed to say Evercraft. Evercraft. I mean, it basically that is what it is. Evercraft. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. Everquest as the seventy-seventh wealthiest nation, on par with Croatia, Ecuador, Tanzania, or Vietnam. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yes. World of Warcraft is a dominant MMORPG. But uh, yeah. uh, eight so to nine million that. monthly subscribers win. Citation needed. Um, <laughs> yeah, virtual economies is talking about technical. Of course, this is a giant page, right? Like mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, yeah. different game types, role playing, uh, bulletin board role playing games is a thing. Um, a large number of games are categorized as MMORBGs, Morborgs, uh, multi- massively multiplayer online bulletin board games. Oh, oh, okay. Primarily made up of text and descriptions, although images are often used to enhance the game. Then you have a first-person shooter, real-time strategy, turn-based strategy, simulation, sports, you know, everything. Casual games, uh, music and rhythm games. Um, I was looking at that just now, too. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, audition Ideas Online. Influenced by Dance Dance Revolution. Audition Online is another casual, massively multiplayer online game. Huh. Uh, Just Dance 2014 has a game mode called World Dance Floor, which also structures like a MMORPG. It's weird. They talk about social ones with like Second Life and things like that. There's also combat ones. Um, So player character is not on here. Um, Oh, no. Very surprised again. Yes. I thought you were going to have that. But NPC is on here. So maybe I can take the antithesis. Oh no! So I'm gonna, click, I'm gonna click on NPCs, non-player character. You, you, how dare you? <laughs> how oh dare no! Oh, uh, okay. Well, we sports. I just always imagine like the like on Splatoon, like the danger sign appearing over your over your head, <laughs> Kyle. When this happens, that's basically how my life goes. <laughs> okay. All right, Wii Sports is a 2006 sports video game developed and published by Nintendo as a launch title for the Wii video game console. The game was... uh, No one cares. Um, It was a smash hit. It was incredible. The five sports included were... uh, I'm sure that this will come up Wait, 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 wait. Can we name them? Yeah, I was going to say, do it. Mm -hmm. Bowling. Yep. Yes. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, Tennis. Yes. Uh... Archery and we're, and we're out. <laughs> was it archery? No, it's not oh, archery. That was, that was that a special was one. We sports resort. That's in plus. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Plus, and then resort was on the DS, wasn't it, or something? What? I don't There's remember. There's never a plus. Oh, I was no, you're about right. The plus, that wasn't like the plus. Uh, yeah, you got like the oh, plus Wii remote yeah, thing. Yeah, that's it. what I was thinking. Yes, yes. Sorry. Uh, the uh, the the. The different sports were tennis, baseball, bowling, oh, boxing, and boxing. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Comes at the last moment. In fact, uh, my favorite image on this page is, well, I mean, there are two really good images, and I'm going to share both of them. One of them is this, where they describe how to uh, swing the, the, the Wii remote when you're golfing. And the image is just this guy, <laughs> the little sketch of the guy, and it, he looks so just like... Eh, just, yeah, so just swings his arm across his body. It's like, I guess. Make sure you have the strap uh, on. Yeah, strap I mean, on. of course. Yep. And the other one that I want to share 
is the most intense that either of these people has ever looked when playing video games before. Uh, boxing. Two people Wii boxing. The Wii remote and nunchuck are used here to control punches. And the guy in the foreground is in this is just like he just has dead eye. Like he's going to kill that person in you know the other person in that in that photo like a brown shirt yes they are very intense he's got his he, like as someone who does martial arts like he has his elbows in and he's he's got his hands up he's got his left hand up like you would to guard your face as you throw a jab like this guy is actually boxing <laughs> like really yeah. he's like i'm like, gonna really... beat my girlfriend at this boxing <laughs> that's right that's right never gonna lose at this um but kind of the uh, the really ridiculous and wonderful thing about that that game was that even people who are good at the thing, because of the way that they developed the game, uh, you know, it doesn't mean you're actually good at that sport. Just because you're good game. at the thing doesn't mean you're good at the thing. At the real thing, yes. Uh, all right. So let's see. I was hoping that I'd get like, player characters or because you can use me's in the in these games like i thought that i might be able to find something that gets me there i do notice that both this and the previous we article both contain the term we itis yeah yeah they talk about that uh do you want to cover that tim uh sure um after the wii's release players began incurring injuries while playing wii sports among other games when they accidentally hit other players or objects while swinging the wii remote (laughs) <laughs> this string of accidents and others related to players throwing the Wii remote while playing Wii Sports prompted Nintendo President Satoru Iwata to develop a campaign to reduce such incidents. In regard to the issue, Nintendo spokesman uh, Yasuhiro Minagawa commented, People tended to get a bit excited, especially while playing Wii Sports, and in some cases the remote would come loose from their hands. <laughs> yep, Nintendo responded by offering replacement Wii remote wrist straps that were almost twice as thick. Let's see if... Yeah, both of these people are wearing their wrist straps yeah. in this photo. I don't. Yeah, the, Nintendo bo- both would not of the allow that photo otherwise. <laughs> Other injuries include muscle, tendon, and ligament injuries from excess playing of simulated sports on the Wii, dubbed Wii-itis. Oh, man. Whenever I used to play Wii sports with my nephews and nieces, uh, I would always tell them to put, the, put on the, the wrist strap. And they without fail always looked at me like i was the oldest dumbest person like come on no one actually does like that's the the way that they looked at me was like you can't honestly believe that think that i would that i would do this right no one actually does this when an adult is not like that was the line that defined me as an adult because i put on the wrist strap like oh oh i see you don't actually do this right Mm -hmm. okay all right. <sighs> the in-game characters are taken from the Wii's Me channel, which allow the user to create a Me, which is a customized avatar that can be imported into the game that support that feature. I am going to click on Me. Hopefully, hopefully that'll. Oh wait, avatars also. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I'm going to click avatar. Yeah, I think that's the better. The part. last Airbender. Not that one. Uh, blue cat people. Also not that one. I'm out of other avatars. Yeah. Non-player character. NPC. Any <laughs> character not controlled by a player. Video games. <laughs> there's usually <laughs> games a character controlled by the by the player or by the computer. 
<laughs> not the player, uh, controlled <laughs> by the computer via predetermined or responsive behavior, but not necessarily true artificial intelligence. In traditional tabletop role-playing games, the term applies to characters controlled by the game master or referee rather than another player. It talks about role-playing games um, such as Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, an NPC is a fictional character portrayed by the game master. Player characters from the narrative's protagonists, non-player characters can... If play, if I can't read today. If player <laughs> characters form the narrative's protagonists, non-player characters can be thought of as the quote-unquote supporting cast or quote-unquote extras of a role-playing narrative. Um, Amazing. You know, it goes into detail here as you would expect it to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but it's every it's what you know. I mean, <laughs> I like I like how this article on non-player characters. Yep. Has a subsection called playability. Playability, yeah. And it's two paragraphs. It should just be one word. None. <laughs> well, they do make a good point. In some games and in some circumstances, a player who is without a player character of their own can temporarily control an NPC. Reasons oh, for this vary, okay. but other but often arise from a player not maintaining a PC within the group and playing the not NPC for a session, or from the player's PC being unable to act for some time. For example, because they are injured or in another location. Yeah, like the game master killed off your your PC early in the session because he's a jerk, mm-hmm. and now you get to play like boring Ron. That hey, <laughs> boring like Ron have boring Ron. Um. <laughs> Although these characters are still designed and normally controlled by the game master, when players are given the opportunity to temporarily control these non-player char- characters, it gives them another perspective on the plot of the game. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, absolutely does. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, in less traditional RPGs, narrative control is less strictly separated between game master and players. In this case, the line between PC and NPC can be vague. Ooh, so blurred. So blurred. So, blurred. <laughs> so edgy. Man. Uh, yeah, so player character is here. I'm going to click on player character. Congratulations. Dang it. So I clicked over to Avatar, and I was almost terrified by the image of this anime girl that just suddenly pops up on the side as, here's an example of what Avatar could look like using an anime-like style. Yeah. Not in Avatar, just an example of what Avatar could look like. Here's an example of the kind of avatar to avoid everywhere you go, because that person's probably not your friend. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, look, yeah, Sky, you win. I'll admit it. But, but I also discovered a wonderful page that I would like to share with you all. Uh, in this first paragraph, ahem. <clears throat> Let's see. In computing, an avatar is the graphical representation of the user's alter ego or character. Sure, whatever. Avatar images have also been referred to as, quote, PyCons in friends, personal icons. That is cited in the past, though the usage of this term is uncommon now. Okay, so I was like, Mm. yeah, who could possibly? That's not a real word. Uh, So I went to the citation and then I discovered this page. The PyCons Frequently Asked Questions page, where which by which is a guy made by a guy named Steve Kinsler, who I feel like I should know, but I don't. But this page was made in 2005, and it looks like it was made approximately 10 years before that, and I yeah, love it. Man. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, 
what are PyCons, which are in a different script? PyCons is short for personal icons. They're small, constrained images used to represent users and domains on the net, organized in databases so that the appropriate image for a given email address can be found. I'm upset. Oh, <laughs> no. But it gets better, Sky, because I was like, who is Steve Kinsler? Can I find out more about him? And look, if you click his name, you can. Here's here's what you want to know about Steve Kinsler. He makes web pages that look like this, and it makes me so excited. Just for the listeners, this web page has a uh, what I would what I would describe as a bathroom blue background. Yes, with bathtub. Yeah, yes, uh, with these little pop out boxes. One of the icon for him on the left side of the screen is a tiny, tiny little gif of his face. And on the right side of the screen, the PyCon for him is a animated yin-yang symbol, which, oh my gosh, if there's anything that screams 1990s web, des- web design, it is that symbol guys, right there. It makes me so happy. Guys, you can play the, the PyCon's board game or card game. What? No, no. I missed this. Where is um, this? On this sanitary blue page, go down oh to my gosh. I, some fun stuff of mine. Oh no! The Pycons card game, great fun with lots of variety and customability. It's a fun and challenging game for, of mine for all ages. If you wish, complete the form below to customize your game. Oh my gosh! Oh, I didn't know. Player, can we just play this now? Like, I want to. I just want to play this. I don't want to play this. <laughs> okay, you just—it's memory. Oh my gosh. Guys, it's literally just memory. Oh, That's no. <laughs> there's a whole... But you, there's Schoolhouse but you Rock pick... sound clips. That's also on this list. This makes me so happy. Oh, my gosh. I found I found the best page that I could have found. Like, uh, Yes, Sky, you may have won, but I, but I feel like I came out of this victorious. <laughs> you did job. get some good pulling. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Sorry, go on. Enjoy your winnings. So you know the non-player character page. <laughs> Take it, <laughs> reverse it. That's that's what you got. <laughs> yep. It does talk about blank yeah. characters here, which I don't think, you know, it's good to point them out, I guess, but we know what these are. What um, do you mean blank characters? In many video games, especially first-person shooters, the player character is a blank slate without any notable characteristics or even backstory. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I follow. Pac-Man, Chrono, Link, and Chell are examples of such Pac-Man? Yeah. Yes. You just I give guess. him your whatever story you want. They're silent oh, protagonists. Yeah. That's not, not um, wrong, I guess. In, in gaming culture, such a character is called ageless, faceless, gender-neutral, culturally ambiguous adventure person, abbreviated as Cap. A term that originated in Zork Grand Inquisitor, where it is used satirically to refer to the player. That's is it? great. It is. I've actually played that game, and it is a very funny game. I can't believe you. I've heard good things about that game. How are we all friends? That has, <laughs> my, that has one of my favorite scenes in, in games. What? Okay. Where, so, in, in that game, you can, um, there's parts where you have to sort of jump into play as other characters. Mm-hmm. Like you go back into like their past or memories, or whatever, to get I things see. that you need. And in one scene, you are like this, this orc kind of guy. Uh, Can't remember okay. if he was an orc or not. Just a big, you know, ox of a dude. Not not yeah, very yeah. bright. And you get to the spot where you have the item that you need, and it is in a cage. 
and there's all these like chess pieces and stuff in front of it like it's a big puzzle and you can click on the chess pieces and move them around and the guy is just constantly saying like i don't i don't get this this isn't yeah, working yes. the answer is you pick up a board and you smash the cage open and you just take the yes. item <laughs> yeah that's yeah great. that's good it's like this is Look, the best Look, while you guys were talking about your player characters, whatever, I just won a game of the of Pycons. <laughs> okay. Are you bragging uh, about, about winning a one-player game of memory, Kyle? I'm about to start my second game, so Please. you guys better get going. Well, that's all I wanted to say about player characters. So I think we're done. Oh, okay. Yep. Awesome. I'm- Hooray! Good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Uh... <laughs> I actually got through to this page. Um, I somehow went from Olympic mascots to a certain animal, and then I went to Animal Crossing. Oh, of course you did. And I'm kind of surprised that we've never uh, landed on Animal Crossing yet. I am too. But that might be for another day. It sounds like it has to be, yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, but thank you for joining us tonight as we created our own mascots and uh, talked about <laughs> the difference between player and non-player <laughs> characters. <laughs> I looked at the vandalism on this page. <laughs> oh, no. And someone wrote, a player character is a character that can punch you in the nuts. <laughs> well, not wrong. That's no, true. They have wrong. agency. Oh, uh, no. If you would oh, like oh. more uh, insight uh, provided by us, delivered to your ears every <laughs> couple weeks or so, uh, be uh, feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you can also reach our website at wskbcast.blogspot.com. You can reach us on Facebook by searching We Should Know Better. Uh, and we're also at WSKBCast on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, is there anything else that either of you would like to plug or mention? Uh, just that I finished my second game of PyCon. <laughs> Very did good. You do better than the first? Uh, no, actually, I did worse. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, then. No, actually, hold on. No, I'm sorry. I just looked at the score again. I did it in exactly the same number of turns. Wow. <laughs> that's good. Is it? <laughs> you, I mean, you, so you've, you've, you already are at peak. Yeah, that's You're it. You're at peak uh, icons. Look, they, all I know is that the color quality of this may be degraded by browser, browser dithering, and the game only works with Netscape browsers 3.0 and later, and Microsoft browsers 4.0 and later. But don't tell Firefox, which is what I'm using now. Awesome. Uh, all right guys me. you have a pleasant <laughs> night good night as well bye, bye. <laughs> I can't remember how the closing music goes really. Right. Oh yeah, never, I thought that's what you never get doing. that far. No, no, I yeah. do because I, I always listen <laughs> for the kidding. stinger. The stinger is important. Yep, it's very good. The stinger is the cherry on top of the podcast Sunday. <laughs>